run free, your heart run free, your heart run free, your heart run free, your heart run free. Welcome back to the Young Hearts Run Free podcast. You join us for season eight, episode ten, and it's one of these tremendous weeks that John and I enjoy the most because we've no guest. Now we love <laughs> our guests, but. We also like a wee bit of a, which pretty much turns into an extended intro, don't we, John? Exactly. Aye. These, these ones just happen because we speak anyway, and it gives us just the opportunity just to record, well, not the normal type chat we would have. That's no. the premium account. That's the, you want to join up for that membership. That's the Patreon but, content. Yeah, but it gives us the opportunity just to chew some shit and sawdust a wee bit more than we normally would when we've got a guest on. And we've got quite a bit to speak about, obviously, following the West Highland Way weekend. It was last weekend, so obviously a big focus of a lot of our listeners is the West Highland Way as well. Absolutely. Um, It wasn't the only thing happening last weekend. We've got some other bits and bobs to speak about, but yeah, we will spend most of the time having a bit of a, a review of happenings up on the way last weekend yeah. and yeah um but was that where we're starting are we starting on the way or did you want to leave that it's like do you know how you used to go to tea in the park and wait on the headline act oh we can do whatever we like it man well, we're free spirits so i was not wholly engaged last weekend into the the race That's right. i was i was otherwise engaged <laughs> um, you certainly were. You were out in the country. I was in the country. You went I European. Was, I was in the con. I was over in the continent celebrating with friends a forthcoming wedding. So that yes. Yeah. That's a so very well put. I maybe wasn't um, as as tracking dots as much as I'm used to. Yes. Our one half of us was one half of us was fully engaged and indeed rocked up to Mulgai on Friday night, Saturday morning. That wasn't planned. That wasn't a ball. Came of all got that wee itch we want to scratch. Every well, I've got hundreds of itches that I want to scratch. But um Friday I was at work and somebody sent me a message about the West Highland Way about eleven o'clock in the morning. And I decided there and then I'm going to start because my Saturday was away. I was away doing other things and I wasn't going to manage to get on the way for the first time. And God knows how many years I wasn't going to be there at all. So that 11 o'clock message, the itch was even itchier. So I had my tea, behaved myself, headed down to my guy about 10 o'clock Friday night, even driving down going. My wife's shaking her head when I was leaving the house. You're going out at 10 o'clock at night? Whereas, like, normally I'm coming home at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. the old guy got there about 11. Um, and oh, it was awesome, man. You know, just that there's that vibe. 11 o'clock still quite early, but there's folk buzzing about. There's support crews buzzing about. Try to think, have we got the right stuff? Have we got the pass for the checkpoint? So that carry on. No coffee shop open on the railway station platform, which I was a wee bit disappointed at. So I'm skulking a bit with a bottle of water and a bottle of juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mate, 
met loads of folk and I want to say thank you to everybody for um, either stopping me, saying hello, having a laugh, met loads of, I'm, I'm going to mention a few folk, but I'll probably, for, I'll probably forget a few, but I'm going to mention previous guests, Erica and Sarah, bumped into them. Um, oh, I went to the Tesco's. Ultra. Ultra, yeah. I went to Tesco's, which I thought was a 20 floor rear Tesco's, at quarter past 11, only to find that it shut at 11 o'clock. What's going on in that part of the world, man? So, anyway, because I thought I might get a Costa coffee in Tesco's, but uh-huh. no, it was closed. But I was coming back and bumped into Sarah and Erica and their support crew, and it was nice. We had a, a wee bit of chat, and then, you know, there was just loads and loads of people who had a wee chat with Alison McGill, who had an absolutely bra. Do but yeah, there's just that vibe, and then Ian Beatty was the race director. He was doing his uh, race briefing, and he, he he read out some numbers that um, I think are quite important. He said that they'd received 500 entries for the West Highland Way. They whittled them down as they do, and 300 places were offered. That's always the case. They expect to get, I think, they roughly expect to get about 265 starters. I should have read that somewhere before. Um, but there were 220 people set off with my guy at one o'clock in the morning. And at the other end of the weekend, there was 171 people completed the West Island Bay race 2023. So just about 50 people um, never never made that for whatever reason, you know? Well, I think... You- Maybe part of that reason was the warm temperatures, do you reckon? I, I don't know what it was like on the Friday night, but um, aye, unusually muggy, I think, more than anything. Aye, I would say it was warm on the Friday night. Even on the Friday night, starting at one o'clock in the morning, there was a a warmth in the air that you, in the forecast, I don't think the forecast, I don't think it, it got quite as hot as the forecast predicted, mm-hmm. but there wasn't a lot of cloud cover. Um, and even when it was overcast, it was that. Muggy's the perfect way to describe it. It's not the most comfortable conditions to be moving in. Um, I'll speak about the other end of the race later on, but most of the people I spoke to on the Sunday um, had mentioned, if not everybody actually, had mentioned how uncomfortable the heat was, specifically around trying to eat. You know, people were saying, a lot of people had said to me that they couldn't, they just didn't they fancy eating anything. And I think that's a, that was a result of the heat. The heat was a factor everybody mentioned, so it was definitely playing its part. I'm not sure how cold it got for those that were out on the Saturday night, Sunday morning. I'm not sure if it even cooled down that much then. Completely bone dry. Yes, that's my understanding. I never uh-huh. heard anybody talking about windproofs, waterproofs, uh-huh. nothing like that. I know, and yeah. terrain-wise, it's been, you know, we've had some rain recently, but it's it's been unusually dry as well. So I'm assuming the trail conditions completely bone dry, which, mm. you know, when, you're, when we're used to maybe dipping our heat in a fast-flowing burn, whatever for a bit of relief Aye. from the mugginess that's that's not an option it feels a wee bit arid yeah it's a word great word 
like a like the North Ends North Ends golf course when it's not been raining. It's that sort of brown way, isn't it? Ah. Was that? Um, but you, you mentioned that last week. When we were, you were talking about there's sometimes bits of the West Highland Way can be a wee bit marshy. I don't think that was the case. There was also a few people commented as well about the new path at Conic Hill. They they were not fans of it. I've not experienced it myself, but they oh, they were not fans of it. Um, I think it's maybe a wee bit easier going up from Balmaha, but obviously the people doing the race were coming the opposite way. Um, but so it'd be good if anybody's got any comments, fire them in to our social media and let us Ken. Let us Ken your thoughts about that. Um, it was quite a exciting start as well, you know. Uh, I did see the video. I seen, I seen video. Uh, aye. Well, just as I was making my way through, I just finished speaking to James Stewart actually, just before the race start, and I was wanting to get out the road because people are wanting to have their own thoughts at that time. Eh? I was making my way through, and I bumped into Martin Heggy, the Hegmeister, and. Uh, we just shared a wee hug and I, I let him get focused. Man, was he focused at the start. He's always a great crack man, you know. He was a great crack on Sunday as well when I spoke when I spoke with him. Um, but I spoke to um, Hess and Johnny Wolf, Martin's support crew, were there as well. And I was speaking to Johnny just at the top of the steps as you come through the underpass at Mulgai. I says, how's, how's Martin doing, Johnny? He says, oh, Martin's ready for this. And then you hear the horn going, right? So it's at the other side. First person bouncing up the steps, Martin, Heggy. Um, and I think he had a great race. And I think to start with, and I think if you read Martin's wee race report, I've only seen it, I think it was on Facebook. Um, he identifies the areas where things sort of went awry for him, you know? Rabble. But he's, aye. But Martin's, Martin's well experienced. And I think, when I spoke to him on Sunday, he'd I must say he'd accepted what had happened, but he's got his he's got his head around it. Yeah. And uh don't be surprised if you didn't see him rocking up in the start line next year. That's all I would say, you know. Unfinished business, hasn't he, with the West Island Way race. So um doesn't seem the boy eh? now we know he's no the type of boy who'll just let that nag away at his head. No, definitely no. As I say, it, it, it looked Did, to me... Was I right in reading his race report that he ran the lock side in a pair of alpha flies? He did, and he showed me... He, <laughs> he, forgot, to, he forgot to change his shoes at Balmaha. Because oh. um, I think he was in Balmaha in first place. Was he? You know? So, yeah. And, um, but it was quite, it was quite miles, tight. 17 miles? Aye, I, I, something like that. I, but he... Um, he said he forgot to change his shoes and he showed me photographs of, on his phone of the soles of his alpha flies. Shredded, man. Absolutely shredded. And uh, he'd also, wearing them, you you might have seen that he posted photographs of one of his toes. He'd really bashed a toe because you're not getting uh, the protection, you know? So, yeah, and his toe guard uh, on a pair of alpha flies, that's no one the sort of mandate at Nike HQ. That's extra weight, isn't it? So, um, so yeah. But as I say, it was almost like I could see, I could see the wheels burling in Martin's head already on Sunday. Future planning. As Brilliant. Well. Aye. Yeah. So, um, and then you know what? I wo- I was watching the dots on the Saturday, although I was doing other things. Both the races, when I say both the races, the male and the female races were really. Uh, 
exciting and quite close for a for a good while. However, Stuart Johnson got himself in front and his door, I think once he got in front, he never looked back. He kept extending his lead all the way over the course. And Stuart was the first male finisher, um, our first finisher in 16 hours, 35 minutes and 31 seconds, which is, I know that's no, the, that's no near the course record, but it's phenomenal to move yourself 95 miles in that time. Aye. You and know? What was his what, winning margin? His winning margin, he was 28 minutes ahead of second place. He was Dave Ward in 17.03. So All magnificent times, um, given the attritional conditions. Aye. Um, and Aye, so I mean, Stuart's been most efficient. He's managed, managed his race well. Hopefully we'll yeah. get to catch up with him sometime because it would be good to hear yeah. from his perspective. And we should give a wee shout out to to third place, Stuart Ross, 1749-19 as well. Amazing to do that. I've I, I watched the, the finished videos. Stuart Johnson sort of jogs in to the Nevis Centre. Mm. And then he's, he's obviously... He's got family there and he's got to jog away and come back in with, with the kids as well. And then you can see him. So I just see, I see his body going, right, that's enough. We'll just spell it here as well. So, but well done to the first three male finishers, Stuart, Dave, and sorry, Stuart Johnson, Dave Ward and Stuart Ross. Awesome. They're up there now with the legends of the West Highland Way. So, and, and on the female side of things, you, you mentioned that you spoke to Ali McGill briefly at the start and she yeah. would, I mean last year it all didn't go to plan it looks like no. to me all those lessons learned have been yeah, well put in, put in play, action definitely Ali finished I think she's 50 minutes faster than her experience last year um, and Ali, Ali finished in 19 hours 2 minutes and 41 seconds so um, massive well done. I think I should call it Ali or Allison. So I've said both now, so that's all right. Um, but you're right. There were a lot of lessons learned for last year. The photographs I've seen. I, I'm, I had a wee, I had a wee run with Al the week before the West Island Marys, and the last thing she said to me was, "I'm going to run with a smile." And all the photographs I've seen, mm-hmm. she certainly did that. And um, massive well done to her as well, 1902. And over an hour ahead of the second placed female finisher, who was Nikki Arthur, who finished in 20, 15 and 44 seconds. And then Jack, I still call her Jack Mack, although it's Jack Wilson now, but Jack Mack finished for the second year in a row on the podium in 20, 27, 36. Phenomenal. And I, I seen Jack on Sunday morning as well. Man, she was in a bit of a neck. She's had a few falls, you know, but that's testament to her character. She got up and cracked on and got it done. I'm pretty sure I didn't you catch a video of Jackie like saying that she'd hit the deck a few times. Um, she said grazed. seven times. <laughs> <laughs> with grazed knees and stuff like that. And I have to say, ah, well, just to keep on battering on, though. I was like, I love Aye. that. Well, we can, we can what Jack's attitude is. You know, she, well, by the time we spoke to her, she was running with a broken arm and all, wasn't she? Oh, up, aye. You know? So, um, aye, she's a phenomenal woman. 
as they all are that that, that finish a West Island Way race. But um, yeah, to podium two years on the stop, that's pretty good going, you know. So brilliant. Yeah, really, really well done. There's another few now. We should go back a wee bit. How do I care about all this? Mm-hmm. Sunday was Father's Day, right? And I had this wee ace in the hole, Stevie boy. <laughs> uh, we'd been out on Saturday doing stuff with family and friends, but Sunday was Father's Day, and my daughter Megan and her partner Samara were through on Saturday night, and we're going up the road. And Megan says to me, what do you want to do on Father's Day? I says, only one place I want to be on Father's Day. And she knew that football's no working. It's no on just now. She says, where's that? I said, I want to go to Fort William. She's like, right, let's do it. So, no bother. So, me and Megan had a daddy and daughter day out oh, up yeah. to Fort William. It was phenomenal. We left Perth about the back of nine, um, go up to Fort William. And again, the buzz was there. Megan said to me, you all right? Because I was like, Right. Really bu- buzzing about, man. It's absolutely phenomenal. So we got in and we sat doing at the sort of back or the um at the, the stage where the chairs are and just immersed ourselves in that. And that's when I seen Martin. But for those people who ever take place and take part in the West Highland Way race, whether you're a runner or a support crew, please go along with the, the ceremony. It's such a spine tingling affair. Um, it just builds up and then Ian Beatty read out the numbers that I read earlier on again about the starters and the finishers but there was a few notable mentions that he gave um, throughout, and I hope I, hope I get these right um, Craig Hamilton recorded his 10th West Highland Way finish Mace Folk Day at once eh? Mm-hmm. I mean, once one and done is most folk, but there's a lot of people do multiple times, and I'm sure there's a lot of people in between the one and the ten, somewhere in that range. But uh, Craig finished his. Fiona Rennie and Neil McRitchie both completed their seventeenth finish. Absolutely brilliant. Um, a couple of age ones as well. We hear this in Graham Hall, who was sixty years old this year finished in 29th place in 22 hours, 3 minutes and 29 seconds. And I was sitting there thinking, I'm 60 in a couple of years. And then the read at the time, I was like, all right, scrub that. (laughs) (laughs) You're getting the very 60 category price. (laughs) That's done, man. Um, But um, the race organisers said at the event that they believe that's the fastest ever time for somebody that's that um, in that category, so very well done to Graham. And then one final age-related one, Andy Cole. Um, I first remember hearing Andy Cole on the John Kiniston podcast the year I did the West Highland Way, and I, I listened to Andy. He was talking about doing it in the sort of tourist route. It wasn't going out for fast times, but just completing it. Andy Cole completed the West Highland Way race in 32 hours, 42 minutes and 51 seconds. Andy Cole is 74 years old. Quite phenomenal, eh? You know? That's incredible. Um, He's quite an incredible man. He's got some running history as well, Andy. Um, And then a couple other things I want to speak to you about as well. Um, For the first time this year, I hope I get this right. This is what I heard, so it's right in my head. But there was um, an Endeavour Award 
in memory of Dario. People will have heard of Dario's post. And Dar I hope we see his name properly. Dario Melgragni um, was the West Highland Way Race Director for a number of years. Sadly passed away, I think it was 2009, I think, he, he passed away. But uh, there was an Endeavour Award being awarded for the first time this year. And that was presented this year to John Kinniston's daughter, Holly, who finished in 33 hours, 40 minutes and 40 seconds. So, and that was a lovely moment. In my mind, that was the loudest applause of the day. You know, it was a very, very emotional time. So, um, I'm getting a wee bit emotional even thinking about it. And then, Stephen, there was your pal, Jamie Marshall. We must give him a shout out. We spoke about Jamie going up to do it. Jamie completed the West Highland Way as well. He sure did. He managed to persevere through really troublesome foot issues mm-hmm. and suck it up and march his way to the finish line in Fort William. And I don't think I ever doubted for a second that Jamie would would finish would finish it because uh, he just seems to be able to suck up <laughs> attrition more than uh, certainly much more than I ever could. Um, so I uh, congratulations to to Jamie Marshall, a friend of mine for Ochter Arder, who just keeps on proving again and again just how much. Oh, uh, um, I'm, I'm looking for the right word. Was like a warrior. It's like it's just like a warrior. Do you know, he's just like. Jamie, this is going to be hideous. Bring it on. Aye. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd, all, I'd, I'd be yeah. tapping out and he'd still be thinking, why would you even be thinking of tapping it? Aye. But we we seen that at Glenmore last year, didn't we? Yep. Yep. Just you sucks know? it up, man. Sucks it up. Yeah. So, okay, and if, if I can buy some of that for Jamie, then and if it's on his eBay store or whatever, then I'm in. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure Jamie wouldn't mind me saying this, he was just about to be presented with his goblet. He got his goblet, mm-hmm. but he was just about to be presented with his goblet, and he I'm, he never took no away, but I think he took a wee bit dizzy, and so 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 he so he sat down, which again was the right decision for him to make at that time. Mm-hmm. But it's all about, and I'm sure a number. What amazed me and Megan commented on it a couple of times was, how are these folk not on crutches? You know what I mean? There's folk walking about the route just for a Sunday afternoon and then you get the audience, like me when I've done it, hobbling up there like, you know, so there's folk in all sorts of states of disrepair and I think the important thing, what I'm trying to say just now is, give yourself time to recover for this. You put your body through a hell of a lot, whether that's in 16 hours or 30 hours, whatever. Give yourself a wee bit of time to recover. Then you beat yourself up. Hopefully, folks' night sweats have stopped by now. Because um, that's the thing that happens there. But yeah, well done to Jamie and everybody else. There was just one lad I wanted to give a shout out to. Martin Butcher um, had the ah. race was life. Um, and Martin did send us a lovely message recently just about just thanking us for doing the podcast. And that was so appreciated. But Martin, I think it was his third time at the West Island mm-hmm. Way. And he's just, ma- it's like he's mastered it and he totally works hard and he's really, really humble guy and a great crack and great company. So um, well done, Martin, all that. Yeah. Fruits of all that labour coming together. It was great to see. I did see Martin on Sunday, but I couldn't get close to him. He was busy speaking to other people. 
encroach on people's space when they were because it's an emotional time as well you know oh i must give one shout out though on friday night just as i was making my way through the start i happened across a lady named paula diamond and she was standing her cell and i hope i never interrupted her space but i went you all right um and we had a wee chat and i gave her a wee hug maybe it was a big hug actually and i said to her you want some stickers <laughs> she knew. and this is actually brilliant because we got the use of the stickers last week the the blue and yellow and red ends the glittery ends right i have a couple in my pocket so paula diamond's the only person on the planet except me because you've not got yours yet no with that sticker paula had a fantastic race she finished in 23 55 um and I was fortunate enough to get another hug for Paula in the car park as Megan and I were leaving on Sunday as well. So that's just, but you know what? There's a whole host of heroes that are there. And I think the heroes also include the support crews that were there with people. Um, they're giving up, not just their weekend, there's a lot more involved in that. And I think there's over 100 volunteers and marshals and checkpoint coordinator so thank you all very much phenomenal aye the race through everybody who puts on that spectacular every year um it's yeah it's all appreciated by the running community most definitely first of november this year applications open for the west Highland way race which was announced race date for next year is 22nd of june 2024 so if you want to put a wee date in your diary talking to all the listeners they can do that um so that's that's the date for next year i'm hoping my diary is going to be freed up for that weekend so um and i can take a fuller part in the next year and i'd like to just wrap up the west highland way wee bit we saying to the folk that didn't get to fort william that started at Mulgay and didn't get to fort william the West Highland Way is not going anywhere, so hopefully there's been inspiration taken and lessons learned, and you'll come back with that itch that's needing scratched. And uh, if it's not next year, it might be two years' time. Aye, get the fire going. That's it. Aye. So brilliant. Oh well, that was uh That's me all caught up. Hopefully, for listening to, I've got caught up in all the news that came out of the West Island Way last weekend. Was it the only thing going on last weekend? Our Yorkshire correspondent and this is a friend of the show. She, she sometimes is the show. Um, Mel Sykes <laughs> was strutting her stuff on the Pennine Way in the Spine Challenger, 108 miles. Mm, she and wasn't half. She didn't half blitz it, didn't she? No. Saturday, she went off like a fucking train man. Um, at one point, she was, the, you know, I like that when did that with the, um, sorry, I've got to go back to the West Highland Maze for a second. This was the first time they ever had live trackers. Mm-hmm. So you could actually see people on the course, what was what was happening. Just I forgot, that was the first time that had happened. I found that really good. Um, but on the Pennine Way, sorry, spine challenger series of races they actually show you where the course record is and at one point mel was about two years ahead of the course record right this is on the saturday 
and but I think it was warm on the Saturday, and I think on the Saturday night the weather changed to like torrential rain. The conditions changed. It slowed everybody down. However, Melanie Sykes, the pride of Yorkshire, <laughs> finished the Spine Challenger South as first lady finisher in 32 hours, 22 minutes and 19 seconds. That's 108 miles on the Pennine Way. So a quite phenomenal result for Mel. Um, she's she's a proud last. Aye, she isn't half. So, she's no bad at the old ultra marathon, isn't she? <laughs> pretty good at it. Um, so hopefully, I know that there have been requests. Hopefully we'll catch up with the Yorkshire correspondent very soon. Um, and she can tell us all about it in her own inimitable style. Now, there was also, Stephen, mm-hmm. at the tail end of that race, You'd put a tweet out about um, Mark Radford, who was chasing, who was chasing the old cutoff at the very end, wasn't he? He was. He was. It was a sixty-hour race cutoff for for that race, and yeah, I think the race organisers had put a wee message out to say, "Can Obdi just will Mark on?" Because at the moment he was just coming in just a smidge over the six hours and he needed to rally so you know, yeah. do that sort of rain dance for him which is or a version of a rain dance which is just to send him good vibes by yeah and and mark had a, a happy ending yeah that well that rain dance worked or that good vibe dance worked because <laughs> at one point he was going to miss the cut off by 45 minutes but he actually finished with 22 minutes to spare so let's let's just let's just see the numbers Mark Radford finished 60-hour cut-off in 59 hours, 37 minutes and 37 seconds. So that's pretty close when you're talking uh, a 60-hour cut-off. But it also speaks volumes about the resilience of Mark Radford. Quite brilliant. And she'd be uh, celib- I'm sure it has been quite re- quite rightly celebrated as well. So well, well, well done. done, Mark. And big well done to Mel as well. Yeah. Now, John, my head has been turned towards this weekend's festivities, and oh, let's just say yes. they're not as locally based as last weekend's, but it's one that absolutely grabs ours and a lot of yours attention every year. The mm. last weekend in June, where yeah. um, there's a there's a well, it's maybe not the gathering awesomeness, but it's. it's maybe second to it over in Olympic Valley, California for the start of the Western States. And that is a well, it's become even more so every year upon year a treat to follow over the weekend in terms Mm -hmm. of the coverage that the race is getting and, and how they're getting that out there so that you can keep up with what is a a blue riband event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with regards to the coverage, um, and the, even just the last two years, it's skyrocketed. All the stuff they were doing last year with drones and stuff, and you were seeing people approaching and leaving checkpoints, and it, it's just went to a whole new level. Of course, I now always refer to this weekend as John Connolly weekend. Well, because that's what it was 
rechristened as. Yeah, because it instantly takes me back there. John Conley is obviously a, a pylon athlete and coach, but we do know that friend of the show, friend of the River Tayway, uh, Pam Smith is over there this weekend. She's supporting her pal Lex. It's the stuff of dreams to be taking part in Western Straits and I think in any capacity. You and I have spoke of our desire a number of times oh. to get across there and even just to be in about the checkpoints and all that. So Definitely. Um, Definitely. No, it's what, what a treat for um, for Pam to get to go over and support um, Lexi. And, and I think, did I read on the pile on Insta that Pam's getting the keys to the Insta stories? So... <laughs> I'm not sure if that's putting pressure on her or no, but, you know. <laughs> um, so I look forward to, to, to seeing and hearing all about about that. But, um, no, I think the last couple of years, you can see the influence that, like uh, some people that they brought into the race organising committee are having, you know, free trail guys, Dylan, mm-hmm. Billy Yang. You know, these yeah. are um, innovators of our sport and the way that they're pushing the media side out there to make it more accessible and, um, yeah, well, free. Aye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. all is, is, is really quite something. So I'm pretty sure they've got, like, they've certainly got an app, but they've also got, like, YouTube channels. It's pretty much on for the whole duration of the race, isn't it? You know, there's... And what I quite love, because I, I didn't look to see who's on the starting lineup or I'll hear a customary glance or anything like that, but I just let it, like, you know, who, because uh, I'm like a stato and I know that that person's a favourite or, or whatever, do you know, I, I know the, the, the names and the top names, but sometimes it doesn't pan out like that in at the Western States. It can be, um, do you know, somebody who hasn't quite done or won a big yeah. race before can just, do you know, come out anywhere. I love that. And I think, from what I remember, there's none of the none of the big uh, favourites are in this year. I'm pretty sure it's changed a wee bit. But my, I must admit, my favourite bit is Golden Hour. Mm. You get 30, 30 hours to finish the Western States 100, and it's that there's always somebody on the track in that last hour and it previously there's been like six seconds to that 30 hours is up and somebody's crossed the line and aye it's just brilliant i'm really looking forward to it i always do we're being spoiled this weekend we've got glastonbury on as well so i'll hear that on the telly watching that and i'll be doing my tracker on my phone on my laptop watching the youtube channel as well so really really looking aye. forward to it and courtney devolters okay. then it which is always good viewing Oh, brilliant. Well, she'd be my favourite. There you go. <laughs> right. How about we wrap about this up with a race it. or not, Stevie boy? Race or not. Race or not. Race or not. <laughs> race or not. Right, here we go. Right. So, for those first-time listeners, if there's any out there, welcome. The concept or the race or not is, I'm going to read out three race titles and descriptions Stephen's got to decide if these are a race or if I've made them up. So he's got three. So here we go. Cupid's Undie Run, which is run in February each year. In more than 35 cities in the United States, runners celebrate their their love of running during the month of love. 
in nothing but their underwear. Is that a race or not, Stephen? What's the distance? Five kilometres. That's a race. What was the difference with the distance? What does that matter? Well, you know yourself, you can only run so far in a pair of kecks. That's right. If it had been 10k or above, I would have been there. But because it was shorter, I'm going, it's a race. You are correct. That is indeed a race. Well done. Well done. You get a wee scoop of Vaseline or something to (laughs) whack your undercarriage. (laughs) Oh, you're getting into the detail now, Stevie Boy. Okay. Okay. Our next our next race takes us to Kingston in Jamaica, right? It's called the Here Comes the Hot Stepper 10K, right? Two 5K laps. Focus <laughs> <laughs> now. I smell shite. <laughs> <laughs> Two 5K laps and the sting, but the sting in the tail is at the end of each 5K lap, there's a set of 23 steps to climb. Here comes the hot stepper 10k. It's in August and it's in Kingston, Jamaica. Is that a race or not? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that is not a race. That is from the imagination <laughs> of John Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, it's not a race. But that song came on the radio yesterday and I've been in my earworm ever since. Brilliant. Okay. Oh, right. Come in. Okay. Coming to a, a race organizer's brain near you so here comes a hot step or 10k. Well, you got the theme tune. And the oh, reason I put things in Jamaica, because any Kamozi who sung that song, that's where he's fit. Right. Uh, anyway, so I thought that would throw you. Our last race or not option is the Garmin Marathon in the Land of Oz. That takes place in April and it takes place in Kansas, Texas. Here's a description. You can do the marathon, the half marathon, or a 10K course. The host city is in Olathe, Kansas, which gets its name from the Shawnee word for beautiful. It's also a Boston Marathon qualifying course. The Garmin Marathon in the Land of Oz, Stephen. Race or not? It's going to throw me about the Land of Oz. I thought it was in Australia. Mm. Now, you've went into a fair bit of detail on the race, and I think the clincher was the fact that it's a Boston qualifier. So I'm thinking that you wouldn't have come up with, with that yourself. So I'm thinking that that's a race. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? Am I that predictable? <laughs> it is a race. <laughs> I'm like, because he'd be like that. John doesn't even get what a Boston qualifier is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking oh, 100%. Well done, man. Well done. Three out of three. You smashed it. You've smashed it this week. What did I get? We're going we're gonna to enter the Here Comes a Hot Stepper. We're going <laughs> to batter you up to Kingston in Jamaica, man. I'll stay me, man. Oh, brilliant. Oh, I enjoyed Thank that. You. I'm a hot. I'm a hot. Fucking Amika Mosey. Fucking Here Comes a Hot Stepper. Thank you. these like, sign us up. Uh, everybody now is listening and is singing that here come the odd step up get it on the playlist oh we'll have to that's our song of the week there you go fantastic fantastic a bit charming so oh man i think this is us man that's been our guest free episode isn't it 
Yeah, it is. That's been our guest free episode. We direct you over our Access All Areas collaboration with the Montane Lakeland 5000. We released a new episode out on that this week with a mm-hmm. uh, first timer and I think it's good listening for all. So in fact it'll just be on a normal platforms but also over on the Access All Areas YouTube channel. Google that. Yep. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. And last a wee teaser. Oh, come on then. I've maybe got a new buff coming. Oh you're letting that out of the bag already. I'm a, I yes, it's a good shout. A new what did you what did the term you use? A new colourway. Is that the yeah. correct term? Summer yeah. edition. We're like we're like Vaga here, aren't we? We're taking a <laughs> taking a leaf out of the airbook. So coming soon to a coming soon. Eat yeah. or wrist or waist near you. Or if you're Bobby Burt, an ankle. <laughs> Bobby Burt found the superpowers in his ankle at Glenmore, so Okay. Or not, is it a turnbook? <laughs> you won the first lap. <laughs> you won the first true. lap. Yeah, so aye, that's us. Until next week, we are saying adios. We've got um aye, we've got a Gideon lined up next week though. Yeah, definitely. So have a good weekend, people. Enjoy Western States. Enjoy Glastonbury, if that's your thing. Go for a run. Get us in your lugs. Hey, I get you. Catch you later.